everybody, God Almighty, this is the Sweat Equity Podcast, coming to you from Cigar City Studios in the Toco Works office. I'm your host, Law Smith, sitting here with me, trying to get Facebook Live going on his phone, is uh, entrepreneurial, let's say entrepreneurial um, uh, advocate. That's it, it's fair, yeah. Trey Steinhoff. Yo, yo, yo. So that voice you're hearing uh, is him working on it while we're uh, while we're starting this because both of us. Well, I have a time crunch, but I feel bad if you've got a little bit of a time crunch with work because we're two days away from the startup weekend in Tampa. Right. So that's like I, I've been on big, uh, big kind of festivals and uh, and not so much this like the startup weekend kind of stuff, but trade shows and all this this kind of stuff. There's a lot going on right now, and so. Uh, I was like, well, why don't you come on? Let's let's talk about it. But we want to make the marketing side of me just goes, why don't we make a push on uh, on Facebook Live through y'all's page, sure. and we can just set up another camera uh, over there? Because Facebook Live, it it's hit its it's definitely already hit its uh, saturation point as far as annoying the shit out of people. Yep. Except people watch. It's weird. Like I did a radio interview three or four weeks ago. Sure. And it, um, <laughs> I've been doing this podcast for, we're, we're coming on about a year. Um, and I haven't been consistent as of late because, uh, I'm trying to figure out how to weave it into this, this, uh, entrepreneurial endeavor, which is our, our consulting company, Tokabaga. Sure. And then we have a newborn that's two months old as of yesterday. So it's kind of hard to like, be like, Hey hon, uh, I need an hour you know, an hour with a little bit of padding to like get it published, push it out, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, when, uh, you know, she needs some rest and stuff. So, uh, so I'm a pretty good husband, you could say. Yeah, <laughs> and father. Yeah, I don't like to brag. You know, I just, I, t- I like to I'm not have baby giggles in the backgrounds of my podcast. Yeah. yeah. Well, we do have a, like a, this is, we do have a window over here, like a, like a radio station. We could put them in there. But I'm still on like red alert anytime he's kind of crying. I'm like, right. ah, shit, <laughs> you know. Uh, so when I watch him overnight, I sleep like Anne Frank. Um, so <laughs> like, um, so the startup weekend. Yeah, I'm. I'm you having here. trouble with this? Yeah, let I me see it. I don't have the app, and so I have a hunch that I'm gonna get. I'm gonna you get don't need the too. app, do you? I might. Also, have a mm. very broken phone screen, so that'll do the trick. Oh, so you have a broken phone screen, so that means you party. Uh, that means that I am irresponsible with my phone. Well, fuck it. Just do it from your personal if you don't have that, you know. Um, I didn't know you had – so Facebook Live, I've been messing with it. I did a radio interview. Right. And, and, like, a day or two afterward, I had more – and I just – I was like, well, if I'm doing this radio interview, I might as well just Facebook Live it. You know, it's an AM radio thing, so, you know, it's not like it's a huge radio show. Sure. Uh and I had more people talk to me about that than like this podcast over the last like three <laughs> months, you know, like uh, in, in in a day. So curse you, Facebook. Well, there's there's some merit to it. I think vocal people. I've thought about it way too much, but I think people will be vocal about it. Uh, it'll annoy them. Um, you know, they'll talk about it. But I th- do think there's a whole. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Trump winning the election. It's <laughs> like we thought Hillary was clearly. Uh, I thought she was like gonna landslide. Yeah, I thought it would be seventy thirty. Really, me too. I said I said ten point margin. And so she, uh, so so it's kind of like that. We're like, we all think Facebook Live is kind of annoying. Maybe if if we're really into uh, being on Facebook a lot and it kind of. Are you done? I think I'm gonna give up, dude. I, I'm I've never done this before, so I'm trying to learn here. I've got photo life events. You mm-hmm. look, we, could get, we could get married on Let's Facebook see. right now if Ooh. you wanted to. I'm uh, too. I'm already taken. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know Samsung. It maybe it's your Samsung. Perhaps. Let's see. Post. I I really do think it's because I'm not using the Facebook app. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. Because uh, dude, I I was uh a late a late adopter of the Facebook Messenger. I uh try to avoid being on Facebook all the time, uh-huh. and so I saw Facebook Messenger as just another thing to suck you in. Yeah. And uh. I swear, every time I went to send a message on Facebook, you you would be prompted to download the messenger, yep. and you would have to desperately try to click to close this a- this little advertisement, 
I felt like they were deliberately it's trying to make the button that you had to push as hard as possible to push and just constant annoyance. And I do a lot of Facebook advertising, <clears throat> and they're starting to advertise in the Messenger. Right. It's interesting. So that's that's kind of crazy. Well, I mean, everything's trackable, right? So right. if we're talking about Startup Weekend, we might get an ad for Shark Tank. Right. You know, if, if it's like a big brand awareness kind of campaign. You're right. But uh, they did a sm- – I, I was pissed about it too because you're like, oh, I'm gonna hold off. I don't, I yeah. can wait on this. Yeah. And then now, man, it's become so integral in a lot of what we do work wise. Right. And from people you wouldn't expect getting a hold of you via, you know, Facebook. Um, and so it's one of those things where it's like, well, I guess I have to download this because, yep. dude, stand up too. I get people who are like, give me info last minute because they don't have my number. Right. So. Right. Uh, yeah, I use I use Facebook events more than anything else. Um, I try to avoid, you know, stalking Facebook and worrying about my own content and all that jazz. Yeah. I'll put that other other places, but um, Facebook events is the best resource that I have found to figure out what the hell's going on in Tampa. Really? Yeah. I I mean I uh actually used to work for an app company that would consolidate events. You'd pick your interest and they'd list it off to you or whatever. But um. You know, as most B two C companies go, <laughs> well, that crash and burn. But the app game's tough. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know. I I haven't found another another solution that works as effectively for the kinds of events that I want to go to as Facebook events. Yeah, meetups not really there. I so I try to explain this a lot to clients, like a marketing strategy. And so events are similar. It's right. more project based, really, because right. you have a date. And so I. I go like it's never going to be one thing that's going to really work. Like we can't just do Facebook event and hope people uh, show up. Yeah. So we need like we need a Mailchimp email right. list, and then we need Doing that today. Yeah. 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 We, you didn't schedule it out, man. I I've done a whole bunch, and now I'm just going to do. I think I'm going to do like a big mail merge right now to get around that spam filter. I think that I'm going to cheat the system here. Go I'm not going to do No, it. they'll tell you to do that. You should do that. Yeah, I think uh, There's no system to cheat. Mailchimp wants you to do that. Really? Yeah, the more data you're giving them. Well, I'm not giving them. Mm. I'm I, like I'm taking the data out of mail out of Mailchimp. Oh, I'm doing oh, like oh, a oh, one-to-one email mail. That word. kind. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that there's there's that way of doing it too. Right? It's I'm worried that Google might flag my account for bulk sending from my personal Gmail, but I uh, I think I'm willing to live with the repercussions. It's about a 1,500 person list, and so one it'll take forever, and two Google does have some upper thresholds. I learned about this recently because our company is dealing with this because it's built into a product, and so um, it's it's gonna be funny to see if I am prevented from using email for the rest of the day after I do this. So let me see if I can troubleshoot how to do work around this because I'm pretty good with this stuff on the fly. Cool. Uh, and if you want to troubleshoot the Facebook live thing, I encourage you to do it on your phone and then I'll share it through my page. I, I can't. I, uh, well, we've got, I was trying to fuck with it on my phone. I think it's, I, I'm getting a bunch of rings while we're sitting here. Sure. That's going to interrupt the whole thing. Uh, um, and it's almost dead. Yep, so that'll do it. I don't, I know there's a charger around here, but I don't want to like fiddle around. I can fill the air with my blow hardiness. <laughs> But I feel bad leaving you on your own hey, for a couple okay. of dead minutes. Uh, I can I can fill the air. I'll sing a tune. So well, uh, do my Facebook plug. What were we just talking about? Oh, uh, so no emails. Worries. If you want to get around that, I think this is the way you could do it. Uh, you can send twenty five at a time. Sure. Right. I think through a mail merge or through Gmail. Oh, you can send a lot more than that, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. How much? What is it? Um, I. Th- I don't think there is a hard limit as to what you can send, but if you do exceed this number, which is a thousand to two thousand over the course of a day, yeah, I think that uh, they will do something to throttle you or punish you or something like that. Um, they can't do in like a one-to-one email. You can't send out, you know, maybe twenty-five is the limit for a at one time at this timestamp. Twenty-five can go out, mm-hmm. but what we do is we stagger them so they're they're. That's what I was gonna say. Chunks, yeah. So use boomerang. Uh, I use streak. And yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you you know that, but I like giving out these little uh, these little cheat codes for anybody listening. Yeah. Uh, I streak boomerang. It's good to schedule a lot of emails. I don't know if you deal with a lot of that kind of BS, but it's always like you have people that are freaking out. They that are like, we need it now, and you're like, <laughs> so I I like to write. I I go offline. I take the Wi-Fi off. Right. I write all the emails, set them up, and then I'll schedule them out. Once I put Wi-Fi back on, because I'll get distracted 
if a Slack message comes in, a text on iMessage app on yep. my desktop. Uh, so I, I, I've been using that do not disturb function. Right. Um, I don't know if Samsung has that. Uh, but that's that thing of like schedule those out because the more you reply with some people, the more they kind of take advantage of you being quick. Right. So sometimes you'll see that email. And you're like, yeah, I'm going to get to that yeah. when I get to it. But sometimes I just want to knock it out, schedule them out, and just let it wait. Right. Because there's a point. I don't know. Yeah. I uh, Something I've kind of been struggling with is what you, you touched on, which is you are constantly being barraged with notifications, people reaching at you in different directions, some of them important, some of them not, some of them urgent, some of them are just, you know, someone wants to be your friend and have a casual conversation. It is hard to balance that. I'm, I'm still working through it, and, you know, everybody has their own system. I tend to, like, leave things as drafts in my text message box for a while. I'll leave things as unread in my inbox. But, um, yeah, just prioritizing your time accordingly. Well, jumping between mediums makes it difficult for oh, me. Oh, yeah. So, you, so I have clients that, are, that only really know email. Right. Uh, anybody that's on a commitment or, you know, code for retainer. Right. We just don't like calling it a retainer because it <laughs> – makes people think of lawyers right. um but anybody that has like a six nine twelve month commitment with us i say hey here's the deal you have to use slack that'll be the only way unless there's unless there's an external person right. outside of my business and your business uh email's fine for that because we can't bring them into slack and then kick them out sure. you know like an email so i i try to push that and make that a priority so i've had to think about this a lot so then i'll yeah I'll check that before I'll check my email hmm. because I know my email is all external. Right. I'll check our, our Toco works Slack, Slack group. Right. I'll check uh, all my clients and just check in with them, see what's going on, right. give them updates if I have any or drop any, any kind of deliverables in there. Right. Then I'll get to email hmm. um, because it's usually not as urgent. That makes sense. And the, like the good ones are always like uh, business development, but for us, that takes a while anyway. Right. There's not a lot of people that I've talked to that understand this world. Oh yeah. And I it takes me. Hear <laughs> off about that. Yeah. Well, um, hey, we yeah. got mics, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it it's something that the kind of messaging, that and kind of educating people on this stuff and how it works. And I'm not doing the, I'm not doing the job I want to do right now with that. Right. And so, so what have you what have you dealt with with well, that? I'm curious about your Slack experience. I haven't used Slack for business. I've used it to organize my events and I've used it for groups and all that jazz. So I'm guessing you're setting up private channels per customer to interact with you. No, I'll set up th their own workspace. Okay. Uh, and you can use the quick jump button right. when you get over like nine or ten, and it fills up the left side too much. Got it. Um, yeah, and I keep that because um, I want that compartmentalized too. Sure. I want our private stuff because when you're really when you're going really quickly and you're trying to message your group, right. I'll create like a Slack channel for that client that we can talk internally. Okay. So I'll put a freelancer on there. Um, so let's say I have a web developer and a graphic designer. I'll add them in as guests to a channel for let's say client is uh, Lion Indian because I'm I see we have a, a <laughs> picture over there. Uh, so our client's Lion, Lion Indian. Indian, and nice. so um, and so we'll make its own workspace. Any, I need to be, me or my partners need to be the client-facing people. Right. The the independent contractors we're using or subbing out, sure. they don't need to talk to the client ever. Yep. But we need to talk to them. So I use ours as internal communication, but also communication with freelancers we use. That makes sense. So y'all, your software-ish kind of guy. Right. If we brought you in as a project, hey, we want you to collaborate on this. You also don't want to talk to the client. Yeah. Uh, so our client services part is that's how we're trying to figure it out. Okay, that uh, makes sense. And then you just have to you have to beat it in your head. Like a lot of apps, productivity apps. My problem is I'll learn thirty percent of them and then won't give up. Yeah. Like I I use Evernote religiously, but I'm not using it to the best of its ability. Right. Um, like I'm right. taking notes while we're doing this. So when I do the podcast description, the episode, Got it. I can throw it up there. Yeah. So question first off real quick, is there a paid version of Slack that you're using? Yes. Okay. Making sure. Second, 
I think that uh, what you're saying about switching back and forth between platforms is, I think a huge a huge direction that a lot of different companies are going to try to head. I mean, it feels like if we're talking about Facebook, they've swallowed up like three different forms of social media into one thing. And if if we're talking about software, my company in particular, KiteDesk, we're we're doing we're trying to be that. We're trying to be the place where your rep, your business development rep doesn't have to bounce back and forth between five different channels to make their calls, send their emails, log all of it, record their progress. It's all going to be in one place. And so just you can save time. And th- it's an easy pitch to a manager, right? You <laughs> say you lose, yeah. your reps lose X amount of time during the day, which costs you this much money because they're trying to learn six different pieces of software and bounce back and forth between all of them. You can buy KiteDesk, not only increase your sales, but save a bunch of money on s- at the same time. So that's, that's what y'all's company does? That's what. Yeah, so essentially uh, it's like a – it's a business development platform that kind of helps you create predictable pipeline. So uh, the entire outbound process can be housed in KiteDesk. You can do your emailing, your calling, your actual lead gen. If you need to do some prospecting and go out and find people you want to reach out to, you use KiteDesk as a medium to search through a bunch of these big-ass data providers. Uh, you can choose your ideal customer tro- profile. We'll bring that back. And once you have that record and you have the contact information you care about, we give you one place to, you know, make all of that outreach happen and then record it, shoot it back to Salesforce automatically, all that good stuff. Hold on. Once we got to stop right there for a second. That's yeah. the beauty of podcast because mm-hmm. uh, I have a couple calls from my wife, which oh. means there's something going on. So one Boom. second. Problem. I'm going to press. D- Boom. We're back. Yeah. That was weird. Uh, speaking of notifications, like. Uh, we're trying to figure out daycare situation <clears throat> and it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, we have to do this cause we got to get this done in like three weeks sure. and then you have Thanksgiving coming up oh God, and yeah. the pressure's on the shit's oh, yeah. like expensive and there's no, there's a sense of urgency cause there's only like, I think they do like the Amazon almost out of stock. What's it called? False scarcity. <laughs> uh, almost out of people that can respectably watch your child. Yeah. And so it's that thing of like. We're kind of fran- we I I blame myself because I should have looked at this a long time ago. Yeah. But um, I had to like, you know, when the wife calls like three times in a row, I was like, oh, this is uh, this yeah. could be an emergency. So, um, what's it called? Speaking of notification, like, I forgot my I have my Fitbit on because I'm a dad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a dad watch, <laughs> um, and uh, and that buzzes every time you get a phone call or text if right. you have bluetooth on your phone right and you connect it so like i'm trying to talk to you and i was feeling it i didn't even have my phone buzzing right and all of a sudden you're multitasking and i was like oh well, yeah but i mean that's not a big deal that's why i like doing the podcast because if you have to start start and stop you can right it just kind of interrupts flow but Got what it. were you gonna ask so uh well originally we were talking about kite desk which is uh totally separate from what I was just looking at my phone, and almost I kind of want to put some distance between between Kite Desk and what I was looking at my phone. But um, back on that topic, it's uh, business development is a is a weird world, and I think a lot of it has to do with timeliness. And so, oh yeah, my question for you is, you know, all of your internal communications running through Slack, mm-hmm. right? But uh, you've got these potential leads, prospects, whoever they are. See that big whiteboard over there? Yep. Big pro. That's so uh, that's how I've broken it up for us. Uh, you can see you can see the phase one, two, and three. That's the actual work we're doing. Right. And then to the left of the phase one is onboarding, and then before that is all the business development stuff. That's the marketing funnel. Got it. Yeah, I've been obsessing over this stuff. Yeah. So we we like again going back to like the apps and stuff. We've been using Pipe Drive, but we haven't mm. been religiously using it. Like yeah. we haven't beat it in our head yet. Yep. Pipe Drive can go into Proposify, but we haven't set up Proposify correctly. Is that like a DocuSign kind of thing? It you can use it like that. Or it only allows one signature, I think. So oh. we have a, since our stuff is we do a lot of services, and we have to de- kind of define them. Sure. Uh, because uh, one of the other phone calls I was getting while we were sitting here is m- my attorney, because uh, she's going to mediation because. Right. I'm sure you all have had to deal with this because when you do nerd work and it's in the ether, it's not tangible. People think they don't have to pay. Yeah. Uh, so I have to be on call for that, which is in a couple hours, but she still needs some stuff for me. Right. But speaking of which, I have the whole Slack chat Yeah. because I own it. 
So it's a little bit of a legal recourse too. That makes sense. Yeah, it's I don't I didn't mean for it to be that way. Mm-hmm. I just would start it just to get things going, mm-hmm. and then now I have it as record. Right. So, uh, but I will tell you on the legal side too. If Kite Desk can kind of do this too, uh, it has been a pain in the dick to do like get all the text messages from him, uh, like him and I back and forth before I blocked his calls, and then get the call list, then get all the Slack channels. Uh, messages back and forth then the emails because he was still sending emails i had to get all this stuff together you know i wasted like five hours just right and then oh i had God. to make a chart it hurts they'll just listen honestly then i had to make a chart <laughs> to explain like what social media marketing and management is oh god and so like i was like <laughs> he would drop a photo in slack then i would take it i'd make it better i'd overlay his logo right. i'd write copy i'd schedule it for the optimal time uh, then I re- check on the reporting to see how well it did, sure. and then w- and I took out the part where it went to d- different sources. So Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest is what a lot of people should use if they're visual. Got it. So I'm I'm gonna guess you know you can plead the fifth here, but uh, I'm gonna guess you're chasing someone down for some money. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I mean, technically, I own I own the brand, so got it. You know, yeah. we could just pull all, and I own the Facebook page and all that stuff. So. Right. Um, you know, you won't really know who I'm talking about because I got three of these going at once. Oh, yeah, that's what you call uh in the business development world. That's a uh, unqualified lead. Yeah, <laughs> I think I put trust in oh, the people yeah. that referred them. Oh yeah, a little too much, and okay. that th- I'm learning that lesson the hard way. But I wanted to see how this bad debt would go, and so I haven't had to chase it for this company. Mm-hmm. And then all three of these just happened at once. Right. And so uh, I want to experience it more than anything. I could have done – it's more than five grand. We're doing small claims. Right. It's more than that. But I was like, let's just do that because I want to see what small claims is like. Okay. And what th- how much time I spend, you know, so I have that in Harvest. Yeah, yeah how much time the lawyer spends. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, theirs is flat, and then our contracts have it where the lawyer – you have to pay the lawyer's fees okay. once you lose because you will lose because we do everything we say we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, and I have proof of all of it, if okay. not in triplicate. My dad's an attorney, so I've kind of – Oh, okay. I've been around this world my Good whole life. Good habits, yeah. He's not, he's not that kind of attorney, but my uncle – I've been around attorneys my whole life, all his best friends. So it's that thing of just like – plus – you know, we're still small, so it's like you have to be a little bit uh, like uh, people that were getting bunkers made if right. Hillary was president. <laughs> like, you have to be a little crazy about yeah, it because yeah. this is how you get screwed. If I didn't have anything, we'd be really fucked. Yeah. And then it'd be sunk. So how did the how did the lawyer dad play into the comedian aspirations? Uh, I don't know. Um, contrarian thinking? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Um I'm good at looking at kind of both sides of an argument. Right. Uh, obviously, I've been thinking about this stuff a lot uh, lately because it's like, you know, how am I going to explain to someone that doesn't know me to do business with me and how I kind of perceive things? Because right. I think that's important in that business development stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, my mom's really funny, though. Uh, they're both funny. My dad can be silly, but also if everybody knows him as just a very sincere uh, uh modest guy sure. and then my mom is just very funny and witty so it's a good combination and then she her and i used to watch stand-up when i was growing up got it you can hijack this interview all you want hey. and interview me <laughs> I'll, I'll do it all day uh so yeah. tell me about business development so pulling yeah. all that stuff in yeah, what pulling, y'all are working on mm-hmm, absolutely so pulling that in specifically um i think that it's really fascinating the process of trying to win someone's like heart in the beginning of the process, how are you going to cement your brand into their mind as, as something that's trustworthy, worth their time, especially if you're doing an outbound sale? How can you how can you convince someone to take their time to chat with you? And that's what our product does, and that's what our SDR team does. I'm, I'm not an SDR myself, but... What's SDR? So sales development, business development, same thing. Okay. All right, so... Uh, There's too many acronyms now. Yeah, God. So I, I, just, right. I just ask all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, uh, we recently st- the CEO is named Sean. He he's rolling out What's this. What's CEO? No, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, he's uh he's rolling out um this new process. So there's all kinds of sales processes out there. Like Bant is a co- popular one. I don't even want to try to attempt what that acronym means, but it's all about 
um, identifying really the opportunity when you're in that initial call or two calls. Uh, you've got to appeal to them in some way, that first interaction. But after that, you have to tactfully do your research to see if this is worth your time while also kind of showing them value, right? And yeah. So he's developing this four-letter acronym called NOTE, and it's Need, Opportunity, Team, and Effect. And so Ugh. in the call – Sorry. That yeah, it's, it hurts, right? Uh-huh. It's uh, in the call. He's essentially having a really blunt conversation. Um, his approach is – the opposite of the tricky salesman or anything like that. Um, he wants to really have a conversation about whether or not your company even needs a piece of software like Kite Desk. So you'll you'll open the conversation with, you know, what are you guys currently doing for outbound prospecting? How's your team keeping track of stuff? That kind of stuff. Um, why did you decide to take the meeting in the first place? There's there's probably a need, but I'm hoping you can explain that. And so we're not going to avoid saying what we're doing. We're gonna say we're trying to figure out if there's a need. Yeah. Um, and then we're gonna say all right, well, is there an opportunity? Is this is this something that's like timely or do you guys really care about it right now? Is, is the upper management on board? Mm-hmm. Um, and then need opportunity and then team. Obviously, you want to figure out who needs to be involved in the decision-making process, who's going to be using the product. And then effect is what's your desired outcome? Like if, you, if your desired outcome for using Kite Desk is totally contrarian to what we do or if it's just barely on the fringe of what we do, we're willing to say no to the deal sure we, we don't want to we don't want to make anybody buy a piece of software only to be disappointed especially as a SaaS company right you've got to make sure that your expectations are set from the very beginning otherwise they're going to dip out they're going to write a shitty review online and then they're going to go use your competitor can you explain what SaaS is it's for God, everybody sorry, yes. no it's no I, this is why I, yeah because I, I, I can the contrarian thinking I can be a nerd but also just a, a dur yeah no that's <laughs> fine SaaS is software as a service so um, you know it's it's the big craze in software. So essentially, it's the new. So I think SEO is the most under misunderstood yeah. <laughs> thing online that I try to explain to people. And then I think SaaS is coming in pretty close yeah. now. Number two or three on the list for sure. Uh, so SaaS, software as a service. Essentially, you are selling cloud, cloud based. I don't think I need to explain cloud. Cloud based no. services um, to businesses, right? So they can they can use it for. Uh, X amount of time. You're selling them a subscription. Mm-hmm. And so largely uh, how much you succeed and what the value of that deal is hinges on how you help them throughout the course of their time using your software because they can dip out as soon as they're ready. And so in the sales process, we want to be super transparent. We want to make sure that we're not misleading and that what you expect from us is actually what we can deliver. Otherwise, it's just going to come back to bite us in the ass throughout the course of the year and mm-hmm. when you're when you're going to go curse us out on you know g2 crowd or something like that i don't even know that one yeah <laughs> um yeah well there's so it, it's about filtering does it make sense now i i do the same thing because right. i get a lot of people i'll i say i'll i'll take a 15 minute call with almost anybody right um because you never know if there's a good idea and they really have no one to talk to because i sure i know a lot of entrepreneurs that are one-man teams right usually and so you know maybe they have funding but they don't know any of the other parts and that's kind of how we got started we had one client that was like that so uh, that's kind of been my philosophy is like it's not hard to talk to someone for five to 15 minutes in the car right to see if they're legit but a lot of people aren't you know a lot of people don't know who to ask too so i don't know if y'all do this but when i'm like i don't think you're ready for us yet but here's here's a couple places you can go to like get some like patchwork graphic design go to fiverr and just do that right uh it's not going to be the best but uh, at least it's it's going to be way less expensive than what you're doing you know then you can't you can't i can't sit down with you and go over a whole branding creation in and minutes, un- under yeah. like five grand yeah. you know if you really want to do it right uh and so and that br- and branding is more than just a logo it's a lot yeah absolutely uh but people people a lot of people just think it's, it's a logo. Right. So um, I'll have all these resources ready to go. Do y'all do that? Or other companies sometimes. Right. You know, hey, this this company over here might do this on the uh, cheaper. And they didn't – I don't tell them, you know, uh, they didn't ask to be a kick-down partner. Right. But – You're I, just good faith, goodwill, I guess. 
Well, yeah, I no, I just I'll give them like three or four four things like here, go check out this company or this one or this one because I think that's more in their wheelhouse. That's not going to work for us. Right? Yeah, I'm a big fan of that approach. Honestly, I, you know, I'm sure that there are some hardened sales guys that would scoff at giving people the names of your competitors after you realize they're not a fit. But I think it's the best thing you could do because then you're going to hopefully lead to a positive outcome for that particular person. And maybe it'll come back to you in some way, referral, maybe they decide they don't like those other services and they're ready for you in the future, whatever it might be. We don't really uh, have a competition sheet, like a technical one, like right. your, your, uh, what you what every company should do. Um, but that's also slash like future collaborators because we will fill in the glue for a lot of like PR companies or ad agencies or, um, you know, uh, business coaches or anything like that. We'll come in and kind of fill in like, okay, you need these five services. Yeah, that's clever, yeah. So it's like it's never like uh, in town. I think one of the companies doing the best is Spark in Tampa, and it's something like we look at and we go, we want to get to that point. You know, right. we're not. It's like I saw Jim Gaffigan, um, and he used to talk about seeing guys when he was doing stand up, and he's like, I'm not there yet. Like that. Right. That's I. I want to get there, but I'm not there yet. I got to figure it out. But right. But he got to the level. It's not like he just hated on him. It's like, who knows? You may do sitcom with that guy. Yeah. Uh, that you may sense. be peers. Um, you may do better things that way, too. You know, you may do great things that way. So Absolutely. Well, bef- I want to ask about Startup Weekend. Yeah, we should probably do that, right? Well, but I have, while I have you here, I've been having trouble with this, and maybe you, maybe you know something I don't. Right. Because, uh, I try to trade nerd notes with a lot of people. Sure. Uh, I call it, we have, I have a preferred partnership of uh, of people that, you know, I have like an operations consultant. He's been on the show. His name's Nick Snap. Right. So when I need like kind of help, like, hey, does this Gantt chart make sense right. for this this project? He'll give me some notes or he'll be like, you know, you should really use Asana. You should be doing this, whatever. Um, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to make a – if there's a software out there and if it's embeddable in a website, even better. So this is kind of the criteria, uh, kind of a, a quoting calculator because we have so many variables. Oh, I don't want to get into a SAS related thing. Cause my wife is a data analyst and mm-hmm. knows SAS and all that, but we don't work well together. Right. Um, cause my thing is like, we do such custom work right. and it is very client facing. So, uh, I said the three big things are, price quality and then uh and then speed mm-hmm. so those are kind of the three constraints but right. they all move and price is yeah i really don't have a recommendation for you if they, uh, man i don't know i'm gonna have to make it i think I i've think been doing will, it in yeah. excel but that's not right. great just put like a macro or pivot table or something in your website pretty much yeah, yeah. well the in the website would be great it's not necessary but it's just about getting these quotes out because we literally can provide, I don't know, 70 services. So it's right. like, and not everything should be at our hourly rate of 186.50. And you've got to come pitch that at Startup Weekend. I think that there's probably a thousand companies that would use something like a quote calculator online. If oh, there's not already one. Oh, we're working on it. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll give it away on the podcast, but I mean, I, anything we do that's hard as a company internally, right. Right. that's an opportunity. Absolutely. Because th- I know, I, and I've talked to, if you go back a couple episodes, I talked to uh, Fran from Advantages.net, the CEO over there, okay. who's like us but bigger, and they're in Queens. And, uh, you know, we got, we had a, afterwards we had a, a meeting. We've been staying in touch, and how, do we, how can we help each other? You know, they might kick down work to us because we're small compared to them. Sure. Um, and, and I want to share notes with them because there's no template we can go off of. I'm sure it's the same landscape for y'all. Sure. You know, software companies, development companies, I should say, because software sounds old school, mm-hmm. you know, and it sounds very uh, 90s based. Right. But I feel like develop development, it's, it's the Moore's Law. All this stuff changes right. so much. Um, but we don't, ha- we don't have anything to go off of. I use a, I use an, a law firm model, actually, huh. because that's the only thing I can use as a template for client-facing kind of business. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so I talked to them about, hey, do y'all have a calculator? Do y'all know anything? And they're like, no. Nope. <laughs> and I was like, well, yeah. I'm, I'm wasting a lot of time. Just making it up. No, I mean, I know I know what it is. 
Yeah, I mean, it's I do a margin of error. Sure. So it's like, you know, I think it's going to be within ten plus ten minus ten mm-hmm. hours. Sure. Hours is our unit of measurement. Right. Um, but not every hour is equal. Right. You know, like programming is a little bit higher, way more. Yeah. Logo design probably. Depends. Yeah. And it also depends on iterations. You know, like uh, I'll use the logo design. We'll give you five concepts, three rounds. Right. But that's it. Right. So you got to come prepared. And the the further back those rounds go, you better know what you want the that meeting. Right. And then that's all you get is the concepts and then one one crack at it. Right. Because it'll Applying go. Find the pressure, man. Jeez, well, I'm sweating over here. It'll go on forever. Yeah. I've I've had those already. You know, s- s- bad debt or just shit that just goes infinity amount of rounds. And right. once you cut it off, you just created a bad experience. Right. So similar with trying to hawk the uh, kite desk stuff. Yep. It's like you got to lay it out up front. Yeah. But I got to be friends with everybody. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting, man. I, I, I would love to have you guys come out and pitch that idea and build it and sell it in 54 hours. I think that'd be sick. So is that, is that how the weekend rolls? So yeah. Friday, Friday. Have you been before? No. Oh man. Okay. Remember right. I was like, you got to make me a judge yeah. cause oh, I'll talk yeah. shit to everybody. Oh yeah. I'll make it funny. Man. When you, when you get to those guys, get to the point of those guys you were referencing earlier, you can be a judge. Just what? You got to keep working hard, man. So. I got more clout <laughs> than anybody, anybody on yeah. your judge <laughs> panel. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, Alex Sink would agree with you. <laughs> what did she <laughs> Alex Sink. <laughs> oh no, we've got a uh, we've got a few awesome people. We've got Alex Sink, the CEO of Tribridge. His name's Tony. We've got Greg Rossman Rowe, who's the head of a development shop. And so when I say development shop, I mean they develop custom software as opposed to one kind, like Kite Desk. Um, and then we have Ruben Pressman, who's the CEO of Check I'm Here, who recently closed a ton of money from Vinick and a whole bunch of other people. So yeah, but you gotta entertain the people, man. I d- you're not wrong. Yeah, quite I'll, frankly, I'll be the Simon of it if you need. <laughs> Uh, I'll, be, I'll just be a hater and roast everybody. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Oh man, I'm trying but to think you, who on my panel would be. You also need an everyman uh, too. I can, I because I can. That's what helps me with a lot of this work is I can, in stand up as well as I can think how human be. I observe human behavior, right? And I can't turn that off, right? Uh, and so it's like, you know, a lot of people can't think like the normal person. Yeah. Like I'll be like, here's why this ad won't work. People flick on their phone like this, right. okay? This is how it goes. So if you want to do a grid design, that's cute. That ain't going to – you only right. have an inch by an inch or whatever. Right. Two, two and a half by two and a half. Makes sense. Um, so – Got to be thinking about other people's psychology along the way, whether you're entertaining or designing an app. It's all business. That's yeah. all what business is. It's it's human behavior. It's human psychology. Absolutely. Absolutely. Completely um, agree. So but I keep cutting you off, but – No, you're good. You're good. So uh, those are the judges, but – Basic structure. I'm not sure how quick this is going to get out there, but it doesn't really matter. Um, so well, uh, I'll put it out today at some point so cool. we can get the word out. Awesome. So Friday night, which is tomorrow night, uh, we're having at the Cuban Club in Ebor. You show up around 6:30, so all you working folk out there, you can uh, you can show up after work. Uh, we'll have dinner. We're gonna have some drinks, um, very casual, from like 6:30, 7:15 ish. Then after that, uh, introductions and Anybody in the audience who bought a participant ticket can then pitch an idea for 60 seconds. Okay. It could be, you know, somewhat in the works like your idea, mm-hmm. or it could be something you com- came up with on the spot, like when you were stoned last night or something. It d- doesn't matter, right? It could How'd be, you know? It could be anything. <laughs> and uh, I'm actually a, a savant of human psychology, and I could just tell by your body language that. Or I look like Spicoli. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, Either way. That helps. But anyway. So uh, essentially, you get 60 seconds to pitch, right? And um, if we have 100 people come out, we find like 60% of the people pitch are, are ballsy enough to go up there and say something. So uh, that's 60 ideas all in a half hour, hour span. We put all the ideas on the wall. Then all 100 people in the room get to vote on the best ideas. After that, we're, we're limited down to 8 to 12, depending on the voting. It's there's oh, There's no like hard number. It really depends on the attendees and the voting and the ideas. And so... Um, by the end of Friday night, we have 8 to 12 pretty s- cool ideas, or at least that's what the audience thought. And uh, everyone in the audience is 
somewhat talented, right? Developers, designers, business folks, marketers, people that are motivated enough to go to an event like this in the first place. Yeah. And uh, you organically break up into teams based on those ideas. So we're not going to mandate anybody goes to one team. You're going to have that conversation with a guy who pitched it. You're going to see what they need. If they're a marketer, you probably don't need to join their team if you're a marketer. Right? Yeah. So then you've got, by the end of Friday night, 8 to 12 ideas, 8 to 12 teams. And then for the next 54 hours, you build your business from the ground up. So minimum viable product, marketing campaign, branding, business development. You're going to go out and try to make strategic partnerships. Most importantly, the very first thing you're going to do is validate the idea to make sure it's not stupid and that there's actually an opportunity out there. And so that's the thing we pre preach first and foremost Friday night and then Saturday morning is going out and what, what's know, that schedule like so you yeah. get up early what's yeah it's it's intense dude so we're right now we've got the venue closing at 3 a.m we might push it to 24 hours but people will leave friday night with their teams go get some sleep come back venue opens at 8 30 we're not going to mandate you're there but if you want to win you know fifteen thousand dollars in prizes you'll probably want to be there so yeah uh, people show up around 8 30 or 9 and then um after that you're going to kind of do your customer validation so you're going to learn a little bit about what makes for effective customer validation. Don't ask leading questions. Don't send out surveys to your mom and dad. Go out and talk to the people that will probably be your customers. Figure out who your ideal customer profile is and then ask them questions that are conversational and assesses the need and the opportunity mm -hmm. and then work from that. Okay. Right? And generally people do that. They talk to 100 people by around noon on Saturday. Uh -huh. They come back, they assess it, they decide if they need to change the idea. When I participated, after we did our customer validation, we scrapped the entire thing and just started started from fret, from nothing. So um, that's your schedule so far. Saturday around noon, lunchtime, we're going to bring some people in from Hillsborough County Libraries. They're going to give people access to all of their databases so that they can go through and search, do market research, figure out like the estimated value of this idea, do whatever kind of demographic search you want to do. That's going to be thrown into a pitch later on. But um, then we bring in actually really, really great mentors from 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. So these are lawyers, UI and UX designers, developers, business people, entrepreneurs, all of these people hands-on work with the teams for about six hours or however long they're available and kind of walk them walk with them through their business model, their you know their idea. It really depends where the team is. Someone might have to th scrap their idea and start from fresh and the mentor will help them with that. But maybe someone's got a great idea and they need help with logo design. Then they're going to get a mentor. That's oh, I want to do that part. I don't yeah. want to do the uh, judge anymore. Okay. I want to do the mentor. It's part. a little bit cooler in my opinion, honestly. You kind of well, get th that's dirty. what I do. I just I walk in and go, "You're doing all this shit wrong." <laughs> <laughs> Here's how you fix it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, we that's essentially what they're doing, honestly, and hopefully they're qualified. Sometimes. You know, we bring in a lot of really great people, but not all of them are prepared to work with people that are in that early of a stage. So you'll bring in somebody who's got a lot of like corporate experience mm -hmm. and they'll try to mentor and they're just speaking a totally different language. They they do not know how to work someone through like a business model canvas or ask them like the basic questions when you're getting started. So you got to be able to do that even even if you're a expert in one particular field. Sometimes yeah. those people aren't ready for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway. You know, I think communication with uh, – because this is a lot of developers, right? There's definitely a good amount of developers. I would say the majority are not developers, though, honestly. Um, we've got enough developers to go around for mm -hmm. the teams mm -hmm. uh, from what I've seen from the sign-up so far. But generally, it's a widespread of people. A lot of them are, are business folks or people just with ideas that want to start something and they need they need those developers. They need a designer and they're willing to put in all the hard work for the sales and marketing and all that stuff. Well, yeah, not to pitch myself even more, but I, I think one of our things here is about communication and finding that empathy with whoever you're talking to. So I'm going to talk to a programmer a lot differently than I'm going to yep. talk to my client. Absolutely. I'm going to talk to a graphic designer and I'm going to be real strict on them because they're flaky. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be real engineery kind with a programmer because mm -hmm. that's the way they prefer to get that message. Yeah. Um, I feel the same exact way, man. I think uh, not uh, not to like, you know, boost my ego or anything like that. But when you were talking about looking at things from both sides, I feel very similar mm -hmm. given how I was raised. I had like two parents with very starkly different ideologies. And I went to like a school that was largely surrounded by one ideology. And so that environment kind of made me kind of look at different perspectives, how mm -hmm. you communicate with people. I was like bullied as a kid too. So, you know, you're always thinking about human interactions and what you're doing if that's yeah. the case. And We're so, obsessing with it. Exactly. Yeah. And so uh and so I think that you're exactly right. 
people that win in business are people that can figure out how to work the people that they're in contact with right the right way everybody's got to be communicated with and managed different if you're in that upper level position too i'm 50 feet wide and an inch deep um (laughs) (laughs) you know Uh, i can hang with everybody but it's like you got to manage them and get them done yeah get the stuff done that you need to get done and so it's kind of quarterbacking a little bit but you got to pull them in be a pulley manager that kind of stuff yeah Uh, that's what it feels like to run this event too it's i can't uh, this sounds all dude this sounds awesome i can't believe i didn't ask further when you were telling me about it uh at the fuck up nights tampa three it's Uh, coming up again we're only halfway through the weekend you're excited about it dude oh yeah oh shit okay so we've we've got these mentors coming in we're gonna give uh little talks right so first one's market research give you some resources second one is minimum viable product Mm -hmm. so we're gonna bring in these guys that are experienced developers uh experienced someone who's managed like an accelerator program so great guys they're gonna give a seven minute talk kind of like fuck up nights uh where they're going to describe what a minimum viable product is mvp to people that don't know Mm -hmm. in the audience and in your audience um they are going to talk about what role your MVP is going to play in the weekend. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to let you know how to build it, what resources are out there to make wireframes, things like Envision and all those companies out there that help you do that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Then 6.30 or 6, we're having some dinner, and we're going to have a talk on branding. So we're going to bring in this awesome graphic designer we know that's going to kind of talk about developing your brand identity, how you can do something that's going to fly for the weekend. This guy's won a bunch of startup weekends, so... Your branding doesn't have to be perfect in a weekend, but it's got to be good enough to win over some judges. No perfectionists in this in yeah. this thing, because <laughs> exactly. you'll 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 fuck yourself. That's yeah. exactly right, dude. People get real testy. You've got to you got to be able to move quickly and walk lightly, I guess. But after that um, dinner, during this time between these talks, you're just working hard, figuring out what you need to for your team. Everyone's got different needs, and then we'll have a little bit of a pitch practice at night nine o'clock and then all the way until 3 a.m. when the venue closes people are just heads down working doing what they need to do they're going to have their judging criteria they're going to know what standards need to be met come back on sunday in the morning uh keep working we've got official pitch practice and then by five o'clock we bring in our judges we bring in the general public to come and check it out you get a three to five minute pitch and then q a it's going to be a lot more official you have a big presentation and all that stuff and uh we've got I think like $15,000 worth of prizes. First place gets like 10 grand worth of co-working space, legal counsel, all kinds of like mentoring and like lunches with CEOs and stuff. Just great, great connections. All the prizes are geared on helping you actually continue with your business. We're not going to give you like a tablet or like a gift card at Chili's or something like that. All the prizes are geared towards you continuing on and doing this thing. Yeah. Well, it's that teach a man to fish kind of stuff exactly because it, yeah it, it's cool to get that stuff but you teach you give them the advice like this year i've learned so much about the legal side of all of everything we're doing and uh, how to help my clients with advice and like who to go to for an attorney and how much that costs and all that stuff right that knowledge alone is like insane like that's especially with startup stuff because it changes so much and it's hard to protect uh, so I always tell them like if it's an app it's or software sometimes where it's like it's a great idea like Uber and you got to get it, just get it out there because be, just be the first one out there be bigger find right. funding be bigger and then someone will come in and try to do the same thing but try to outbeat them all the time right N- you know it's tough because people want to try to uh, patent and I'm like I don't know if you, it's gonna be hard to patent something like an app because it'll take uh, two years probably right. <laughs> to, to do it fast. so like uh just just worry about being bigger uh, and out and beating everybody that right. could potentially come up this sounds awesome how about we do this maybe not you don't have to come next week but maybe the week after that you come back do this podcast absolutely yeah and tell us how it went because uh, i know you can't facebook live it right <laughs> regrettably dude are y'all there goes all that sweet sweet facebook likes uh, are you doing uh that's currency man oh uh, god uh, you should hear comedians talk I'm about like it throwing up in my mouth uh, <laughs> so wh- but i want to hear how it goes because we're at an hour right uh and uh i've got some stuff to handle but right, no problem but yeah i want to hear how it goes um are y'all video doing any video you should, man. I think we've got we've got photography out there, but I think we're gonna try to get a videographer for the actual pitches. You're gonna be there though, right? On Sunday night. I'm gonna try. Yeah. I, think I got you a ticket. No, pr- yeah, you did. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no promises on that, but yeah, I think I'll, I'll 
I'll probably be there. I, cool. It was in my calendar all weekend, and I was like, I don't think I'm. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I'm going to this all weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just show up at anybody else too. You can show up at four forty-five on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Pitches will probably be around until seven thirty, seven forty-five. We're gonna have a food truck rally after that. We're gonna have you know the prizes be announced, and we're gonna have a we're gonna have a bar. We're gonna have local art, local music. We're gonna have little vendors. We're gonna have a big old big old party there at the cuban club afterwards so that's where i got married man yeah oh really well i mean the reception but yeah yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. did you like the top top floor yes sir oh dude that looks place like is gorgeous looks like a uh, place out of batman like yeah. like like could be in gotham and you'd be like yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> yeah you get some weird nostalgia feelings when you're there no it's cool it's a it's a cool spot we wanted to do it because it is old history tampa and it's like right. it's kind of it, it, when uh, we got married about a year and a half ago so it was a little bit more undiscovered because uh, they're renovating it and stuff, but right. it's. Uh, I'm glad you're using that place. I love it. Yeah, we're excited about it. I was really concerned about the internet, but I got a. Uh, I got Frontier to boost it up for us. Uh, well, uh, where can people go to get tickets if oh, they yeah. do listen to this and want to do it? Where plug it all? Yeah. So uh, Facebook.com/slash Startup Weekend Tampa has everything that you might need. There's all kinds of things that will convince you to go if you are not already convinced. If you want to go directly to our event site, you can go to Bit dot ly forward slash sw tampa that's bitly forward slash sw tampa uh that's where you'll find more information the prize details all that good stuff we got a great promo video online too i always plug what what do i search to find it oh god startup our startup weekend tampa bay just do i would if you were just going to search just search facebook startup weekend tampa okay because the seo for the site is absolute garbage it's running through uh, Let me help you all with this old, shit yeah, the yeah. next time around. Uh, <laughs> sort of weekend is is like a an event hosted by a much larger parent organization. Sure. The parent organization like acquired a different company that originally ran Startup Weekend. So now all the websites are hosted on this company that got acquired, the and so it's uh, it's a nightmare for trying to get your stuff out there. And but SEO aside, I saw, I'll show you an ad before you leave. I saw last night because uh, I, I don't pair. I don't prepare for this show, obviously, but uh, <laughs> I, I was I did see that and start thinking about uh, what how we talk uh, talk business, talk shop. Uh, thanks for coming on, and then maybe two weeks. Yeah, I'm down. All right, we'll do lunch again. Cool. With no food. Yeah, the week <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> All right, bud. <laughs> thanks. See ya.